Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Evening Jones. Uh, before I got in here, as, as many of you know, um, I live in Harlem, uptown. It's a broad enough designation that I can tell you where I live because it doesn't actually tell you where I live. But anyway, uh, one thing about Harlem is Harlem is the blackest place um, in America. And the blackness of Harlem, you can be like, yeah, white folks is here. Yeah, they out here. I ain't going to pretend. You know, they're they around here. They're not nearly as deep as people have you believe. But yeah, it's white folks out here. But this is the blackest place in the world. And the thing that tells you about how black it is is how many establishments play rap music loud all the time. Like a grocery store play a lot of rap music. Now, one thing that is interesting about the grocery store playing a lot of rap music is that the grocery store plays a lot of Eminem. Maybe they are hoping to become the choice of the pioneering generation. I have no idea. But anyway, um, it is something that you notice immediately when you're in this part of town that's different from just about any place that you go. Like you think about what the music is, that they are playing softly over the PA in the grocery store, wherever you are. Like I bet you it ain't got bass. They'd be kind of knocking in the grocery store around this way. But see, not everybody is caught on to recognize that this is Harlem, USA, and the Harlem, USA kick it just a little bit different. Not not everybody gets that. And there apparently are some chains that simply have not gotten the memo about how this works. So it, like, threw me off guard, man. You know, I walked through Harlem. You know, Harlem, man, can't be just, you know, it's a little chilly for it now. But headphone, it's a real headphone optional kind of place. People just be rolling around here playing music like like Radio Raheem. Like that that, that sort of steez is still going, except now you ain't gotta be Radio Raheem. Like you don't need a big boom boss no more. All you need is a little speaker that got a Bluetooth connection to your phone. So these are the things that you get accustomed to, man. I went into the drugstore, try to pick up some candy, and I get in there, and this Melissa Etheridge come to my window and I'm looking around there like, yo, so which one of us is gonna go and complain to the manager? Like, I feel like I became a local very quickly in that moment as I was looking around like, yo, I don't really know who green lit this Melissa Etheridge, but I thought the customer was always right. Look around you, homie. Look around who your customers is. Ain't nobody singing along, bro. Ain't nobody singing along. But anyway, uh, that's the thing. I hope that you enjoyed your Thanksgiving. I don't think any thing particularly noteworthy uh, happened to me um, in the course of Thanksgiving. I don't really uh, recall having any great holiday tales with Rich to regale you. But, you know, I hope you got through uh, Thanksgiving without having to cuss anybody out, which I kind of feel like in a lot of ways really should be the goal of all holiday endeavors. Just make sure you don't cuss nobody out. Yeah, somebody said, yeah, the odds are coming early. Oh, yeah, buddy, the likelihood of me seeing 10 o'clock is not that high. Anyway, let us move on to your questions. Is there anything worth sharing about Chicago State University appearance? Look at Lance in here dropping off good questions for me to get to people. Oh, I accidentally closed it, but you know that's the question I'm answering. Uh, anyway, yeah, for those of you uh, who did not know, I went to Chicago State um, yesterday, actually. And I did talk. Um, buddy Kelly Harris organized that one. Um one, I always thank people when they come out to talks and stuff like that. Like, for me, that's a very flattering thing that you'd be willing to, you know, come out, especially in the middle of the day where people got work and stuff like that, that you just want to come hear what I think about some of those things. I really appreciate it. And it's always a very pleasant experience. I always meet um, a lot of cool people, and I, like, really enjoy doing those things. So I thank people 
uh, who showed up. And, you know, as always, thank people that cut the checks. Uh, the homie Mike came through. Mike Hitman rolled up in the spot. He said that a uh, good game of Darnell didn't have ID on him, so they couldn't get in. But he said it was downstairs in their fur coats. Uh, I did not happen to see uh, Darnell in good game. But anyway, Mike came through. Mike asked a question, and in like wonderfully delightful uh, Mike Hitman fashion, he asked his question and then wrapped it all the way around and reminded everybody that uh, you need to get you a woman with some benefits. Mike also rattled off all the names of the places that he has DJed in Chicago, and I was just like, yeah, Mike is all the way Chicago. Um, but nah, man, that was a um, that was a cool one. I didn't really uh, yeah, it's one of them days, man. Um, I didn't really get to like kick it around town very much, so I didn't get like last time I was there. Mike drove us around, and we got a scenic tour of the West Side, which I found to be absolutely fascinating. Uh, I didn't really have uh, time in that regard for this one, but it was a good time. So, you know, you want to book me to come talk at whatever your little place is, highlight Lance. We'll get that thing worked out. And thanks again to Lance. Lance handles all those things for me, and it always rolls smooth. This was a real good time. All right. Let's see what else you got here. Thoughts on Mace unleashing the non-existent flutes on camp. Yo, so what was it? The day after Thanksgiving, somebody's like, yo, Mace just discamped. And I got to be honest with you. I don't think I would have cared that Mace had discamped Ron in 1998. I don't think I would have cared. I don't even know if I cared about that in 2017. But for some reason, I said to myself, Bomani, go ahead and listen. Go ahead and click. Listen to Mace Disc Camera in 2017. So I did it. And whoo, buddy, am I glad that I did. Yo, Mace bust Cam over the head with that one. Like, it's mind-blowing to me, the idea. I, I don't, I haven't been paying enough attention to either of these cats in the last 20 years to keep track on whatever the beef is that anybody happened to have. Um, and he lit Cam on fire. And I've been told that Cam had a response that wasn't very good and I mean, I don't even know if I feel like monitoring this beef. Like, I don't feel I'm like I'm not watching the Mace Cameron beef from some standpoint that involves like me caring who won. It's like I, no matter what Cam put out, this is not going to be takeover either. I'm not going to argue to the end of my life about who the winner of the beef was. Like that simply wasn't going to happen. But man, Mace got one in while my attention span was turned toward that, and that's the only thing that matters. That right there. He got me right. Boom. Cool with me. And he lit him up. That was pretty amazing. Somebody said they already pieced it out. Oh, man. That's disheartening. Appreciate the question. See what else we got here. Why haven't any musicians been held accountable for sexual assault? Um, I guess that depends on what you mean by any. I don't know what your time horizon is, but I don't. 
I do think the one thing that has happened here that is interesting is that since this is kind of going industry by industry, it is rather than people thinking about what is going on on any like sort of macro level, it's kind of a like, oh, wow, what's the next business that's going to wind up being hit? And so I think that people are going around looking sector by sector and being like, wow, nothing's happened here. I wonder when it's going to happen there. Right. And it feels like almost if one happens in a sector, then it kind of like rolls over and it becomes more and more people. So for your answer, why haven't any musicians been held accountable? I mean, I don't really have an answer for you on that, to be perfectly honest. But I imagine the day will come and these things will go around. And in some of those businesses, I don't know who's going to be left to stand. Appreciate the question. Let's see what we got here. You care about there being a black princess. Oh, so yes, we have this. Um, you man, Prince Harry, married some woman named Meghan Markle. I don't really know nothing about her. I've been told that she was on some television show. She seems to be very pretty from what I've seen from the television shows. And she married the kind of wild child prince. Uh, I, I went to Jamaica, and I think I went on two or three tours while I was in Jamaica. And each tour, they love to point out the fact the Prince Harry loved to come down to Jamaica and that he liked to, you know, he, he liked to get his Jamaica on. You know what I'm saying? Like, they make it a point to tell you that on all these different tours. So, anyway, this means that there is a black woman that, as of now, is on schedule uh, to join the royal family. No, I don't care. Um, like, I'm sure that we can get off some jokes about this. There's some interesting things that kind of come from it. No, I don't care. I don't care at all. Let me tell you a big part of why I don't care. And this is something I think that people are kind of losing sight of in the scope of this, which is if Harry and uh, the current Miss Markle have children, like what do you think those children are going to look like? Right. Like, so it's not like this is going to be like the beginning of like a generation of black children uh off the royal family tree that's not that's not really where this is going now the likelihood of any like i don't think any of them are heirs right so it's not a big deal in that regard um but no 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 no. this ain't really changing nothing there's just kind of a black woman who is married to a prince and so i guess that's that and i guess if you i never dreamed of being a princess right like i never existed in a space where the imagery of a princess mattered to me and so I can see for some people that the idea that there's going to be a black princess is something that seems really cool. But no, I don't, I don't, I don't No, I don't care at all. Uh, uh, whatever. I don't know what the, I don't know what the royal people could do over there that would make me care, but this ain't it. This, 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 this ain't it at all. Now, like if you had told me Serena Williams married into him, okay, I might find that to be a bit interesting, but instead she is now the queen of Reddit. Appreciate the question. Wow, it's only been like 15 minutes. Oh, boy. Let me see if I can make it to a half hour for y'all. I noticed something interesting when I go through the questions. It's like four people that ask all of them. All right, it's Jay-Z's 444. 
a lock for categories is nominated in? This is a very interesting question. I have not listened to this Jay-Z record. Can I be honest with you? I haven't bothered to look to see who got nominated for the Grammys because I got a certain measure of consistency about myself when it comes to the Grammys, which is once you make the decision that you don't care about something, you kind of got to ride out with the idea that you do not care about it. Now, this has been an interesting thing for me in my own personal life because it's something I would always say about these various lists that would come out of 100s or 30 under 34 under 40, whatever it is, right? And then I started getting on those lists, and it became a real issue because I had already decided that I didn't care. So I had to continue not caring, you know? Um, And so the Grammys are kind of in a similar boat. Like, if you want to just go look at the list of things that have won Grammys versus a list of things that have not I mean, it's what it is. It's, it's an award show for the industry, and there's all kinds of industry politics that get into why certain things get voted for, whatever it is. But I will never, ever, 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 ever understand how it is that people can watch this show year after year after year and watch the ridiculous decisions that get made, and your dumbasses still get mad when something you like doesn't win. So like that Beyonce album, the Lemonade, did not win over the Adele record last year. People flipped out. Adele, you know, she put on her cape for Beyonce. That was very, very nice of her. But my question for people once again is, do you care or do you not? Like, they were ridiculous last year because Adele won them. What, they're going to be cool now if Kendrick wins this year or if Jay-Z wins or whatever it is? Like, now all of a sudden are you going to care? Like, I mean, and and I... I don't care if you care, but either care or you don't. Right, that's the only way that you could operate on this. Either care or or you don't. I personally do not. You know, like I can look at so many people and so many things that I've loved that nobody even came close to giving no Grammy to. It ain't happening. All right, then. That's cool. It ain't changing nothing for me. Like, one thing I figured out over the course of time is I got things that I like, and I do not need y'all to like them. Now, I have come to understand over a certain period of time that not all of y'all, but at the very least, some of y'all, like, really, really, really would like for me to like the things that you like. And I have to tell you, that is the most annoying shit in the world. It is absolutely annoying. Let me live. I am not mad at y'all for the nonsense that y'all listen to. I have no problem with the bullshit that y'all are compo- like. If that's what y'all going to do, y'all go ahead and do it. There's some things where I'm going to look at you crazy when you say them or whatever, but I will never be the one to infringe upon your right to consume drivel. You are allowed to do that. But man, y'all get mad. I ain't even got, it ain't even a matter of me saying I don't like something. Y'all get mad when I say I don't like it as much as you do. That is preposterous. And anyway, that's the way I look at this with the Grammys. Yo, man, if they don't like what you like, whatever. Like, I don't feel like, I mean, the Grammys is going to make some people some money. Like, I, I think the thing with the Oscars, and I have like a similar set of feelings about people asking for the validation that comes from the Oscars, but I do think that the Oscars affect the direction of that industry in a way that I don't feel is the case um, in music. So who cares? Appreciate the question. Let me see what we got here. Is the American Airlines thing the biggest come up 
for pilots of all time. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but apparently American Airlines has some sort of glitch in their scheduling stuff, and all the pilots got Thanksgiving week, I mean, uh, Christmas week off. And so now they're going to have to try to find some way to induce the pilots to come to work. And right now they're starting at time and a half in order to make that happen. And I'm like, yo, first of all, I want to know who realized there was a glitch or did anybody realize there was a glitch? Like, did every single pilot decide to try to take time off? Right. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm very serious about that. I mean, like, like, at what point did the word get out? Like, hey, yo, they're still giving people time off. If you're going to do it, you're probably going to need to sign up soon. Or did everybody just fall out of it? And I mean, I don't I haven't bothered to read exactly how it is that the glitch worked. But like as of now, they're trying to use time and a half as an inducement to get people to come to work. And like, let me tell you something, man. If you gave people vacation, you're going to have to pay them more than overtime rates to get them to give that up. Oh, no, 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 no. It's going to need to be bigger than that, baby. Um, How high will this number get? How high will this multiplier get? And they're a union, right? Yeah, how high does it get? And or how are they playing it where it's like, okay, once it gets up to a certain level, you got to get in on the on the flights that's here. Because you drive that number high enough, everybody's going to be coming back. I don't care what trip you done schedule. Your woman going to be like, yo, you better go over there and get that four times. Yeah, let's see how this goes because they have all the leverage. I mean, these tickets been paid for. And American is absolutely not trying to be in no situation where they got to take them bad boys off the board. They are going to do everything they can to give you the opportunity that exists to go ahead and buy that airline ticket. So how's that going to go? Oh, no, 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 no. They're going to have to brace people out with some cheese, homie. Appreciate the question. Try to get y'all 10 more minutes. Can you tell us more about black history in America? What would you like to know about black history in America? Now you say you want me to tell you more, more what? How am I supposed to do that? I don't know what black history, you know, I, here's one for you. Once upon a time, there was a dude named Christmas addicts. He was out one night kicking it with his white buddies. And I don't know what happened. Dave was outside tripping. Maybe not even tripping, but, you know, apparently they got rancorous with some people that were in a position of authority. And they was looking at him like, he, they looking at the authority figures, like, what you going to do to us? And then Christmas came out there and was like, hey, man, y'all leave without me. And then, bop, it was a wrap. Then everybody else had to get it, too. There you go. Black history. That was like 1770-something. Y'all think of some other black history that we might want to share with people? Anybody got one? Anybody know? Does anybody have the story of the first time the black dude lived in a horror movie? That's black history, right? Anybody? Anybody got anything else? Anybody know about the inventor of the conch? Is that a great moment in black history? 
I did not appreciate your question, but we'll move on to another one. What do you think would be a good place, a person to get their foot in the door and attempt to be more hands-on in the fight for social justice and civil rights? I'd read a couple of books. I know I sound like I'm being a jerk when I say that, but I'm serious. Read some things. Make sure you know what you're talking about. That'll help. Otherwise, I feel like that was a question asked by a white person, and I got no beef with you for being white. I'm just telling you, like, the way you sounded, I could understand if somebody thought you was police. So kind of at least learn the language. Well, bad news for the podcasters, and maybe bad news for you. I'm cutting this one short. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us here on The Evening Jones. I try to do this once a week. Man, Lance Gilliam handles everything behind the scenes. Thank you. Subscribe to the iTunes store. Subscribe to Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, Google Play. Good night.